Um, it is 21 January. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Evil? Good. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we got some news from Israel here, from the Times of Israel. Israel blasts UN Rights Office for neglecting hostages in a statement recapping the war's first hundred days. This happened uh, later last week. The OHCHR issued a statement marking 100 days. This Sunday will mark the 100 days since Hamas and other Palestinian armed groups launched their horrific attack on Israel. It might be this Sunday that they're talking about, but it was from late last week, or it may have been last Sunday. I don't know which. Anyway, um, 1,200 people, mostly Israelis, were killed and around 250 taken hostage. On the conduct of hostilities, we have repeatedly highlighted Israel's recurring failures to uphold the fundamental principles of international humanitarian law, meaning distinction, proportionality. These are all new, by the way. These weren't ever anything until Israel started going into Gaza, and precautions in carrying out attacks. Breaches of these obligations risk exposure to liability for war crimes. It called for a ceasefire to end the appalling suffering and loss of life and allow the prompt and effective delivery of humanitarian aid to a population facing shocking levels of hunger and disease. The statement provokes a response from Israel's mission in Geneva. Not one word demanding the release of the hostages held in Gaza, including a little baby that just had its first birth or first year since birth in captivity. A call for a ceasefire without demanding the release of our hostages and the disarming of Hamas is a call for terrorism to win. From the Jerusalem Post, Germany, Hungary issue passports to Israeli hostages in Gaza. This is brilliant, actually. Some of the hostages who received German and Hungarian passports were freed in exchange for Israel's release of convicted Palestinian terrorists and criminals. Other Jewish-Israeli hostages who have received Hungarian and German citizenship are still being held hostage. Dual citizenship could play a role in the complex negotiations to rescue the hostages because of the intervention of foreign states seeking to protect their citizens. Foreign countries that issue passports to hostages in Gaza could provide a layer of protection to the victims. So now they are not only dealing with Israeli society, they're dealing with a nation that has called these people their citizens. So it's, I think it's brilliant what they did. Uh, from Globes, Israel ranked 17th for military power. I read this every year. It comes out once a year. Global firepower ranks the conventional military capabilities of 145 countries. Israel is ranked 17th for military strength. Now, considering that it's, what, about as long as a pencil and as wide as a pencil, it's rather amazing that they are way up there on this list. While Iran is 14th, since 2006, Global Firepower has published a ranking of the military forces of 145 countries, rating each country's conventional means of making war on land, sea, and in the air, according to over 60 factors. A perfect score in the rating would be 0.0. 0. 
unless you're in elementary school, then that's failing, but whatever. Israel receives a rating of 0.2596 versus 0.2269 for Iran. Israel's advantage over Iran are said to be its geography, the size of its military reserves, which is 115,000 more personnel, its defense budget, which is 14 billion higher, and its air power, which is 61 more aircraft. Besides the numerical advantage of its air force, Israel's main advantage is said to be that it uses the latest U.S. equipment, especially the F-35 multi-role combat aircraft, while the Iranian Air Force is mainly based on planes bought in the 1990s and even in the last days of the reign of the Shah in the 1970s. This is why the Iranians hope that the large sales of its UAVs to Russia will lead to the Russians selling its Sukhoi S-35 aircraft to them. The U.S. leads the world military ranking with a score of 0.0699. Russia is second with 0.702. China third with 0.076. And India is fourth with 0.1023. South Korea overtakes the United Kingdom to be fifth place. So the U.K. is kind of going down the tubes. And uh, I've been watching that over the past years. The U.K. has really been letting its military go. It's just very sad to see. From the New York Post, North Carolina divests retirement funds from Ben & Jerry's over companies Israel boycott. From Haaretz, the biggest irony is with queerness itself. LGBTQ Israelis shunned by the global community after October 7th. I mean, the whole thing is just insane. Okay, we got some news from Christianity, from the Christian Post. Christian group launches first ever religious violence database tracking global persecution. A database tracking incidents of violent religious persecution worldwide has been launched by Global Christian Relief. The Violent Incidents Database stands as the first and only events-based global religious freedom data set of its kind. The VID, accessible to the public, catalogs over a dozen types of violence, including killings, arrests, abductions, sexual harassment, pressure, and forced marriages. It allows searches by country, religion, and perpetrator, offering an unprecedented level of verification, the group says. The perpetrators responsible for persecution include ethnic groups, extended family, government officials, ideological pressure groups, multilateral organizations, civilians, organized crime, political parties, religious leaders, revolutionaries, or paramilitary groups, and violent religious groups. The database, which began recording global reports of violent attacks in 2022, is currently tracking more than 6,000 incidents, according to GCR. The Violent Incidents Database's research is funded by the GCR and conducted by the International Institute for Religious Freedom. It will also contribute to the upcoming GCR, which is Global Religious Freedom Index, a comprehensive tool launching this spring. According to Aid to the Church in Need, over 4.9 billion people reside in countries with severe violations of religious freedom. Of the 61 countries, 28 were marked in red, denoting hot countries where persecution is rampant. 
while an additional 33 were marked in orange, indicating high levels of discrimination. That's only going to get worse over the years, and as long as they can continue to track this, I hope they will, and it'll bring some things to light that have never been brought to light before. From WWNY, this is a necessary step. School to have select members armed on campus. I like this. For the past year, Siouxland Christian School said it has worked to take further steps to secure its building and protect its students. School Superintendent Dr. Lindsay Larish said the armed staff members were selected and specifically trained. They will also remain anonymous. She said in the event of an active shooter, the armed staff members are trained to go directly to the threat. This is something that we did not see at that school shooting a year ago where the cops just kind of stayed outside and they, they, they would not attack. They wouldn't go in and take this guy out and whatever their reasoning was, it was inappropriate. Uh, Laura said that their response will allow teachers and students to get to safe positions and will provide active response until law enforcement can arrive. If a tragic event were to occur at SCS, I need to be able to stand in front of you and say that we have done all that we can do. I like this stand. This is really good. This is a necessary step we must take. Siouxland Christian School is a fully accredited private school that accepts students from preschool up to 12th grade. The thing that kind of bothered me is that she even had to explain this to the people out there. These are your children. We are doing this to defend them. And she's almost apologizing to them that they had to take this step. They're doing the right thing. Never apologize for doing what's right. If people don't like it, they can find another school. Let their children be targets. That's fine. It's just I don't understand anybody that would have a problem with that. Vatican News. Pope encourages Marxists and Christians to fight corruption, uphold the rule of law. He brought all these people together like they're going to work together, okay? These aren't real Christians if they're hanging around with Marxists. That's, this guy is just, he's so bad. He's such a bad person. Pope Francis reiterated the centrality of the vulnerable as well as the urgency of countering the triple scourge of corruption, abuse of power, and lawlessness, both in politics and in society. This is a dialogue between socialists, Marxists, communists, and Christians aimed at formulating a common social ethic. What do we have in common with them? That's the whole thing. It makes no sense that can be proposed as a new narrative for a Europe in search of its identity with an integral ecology between the social doctrine of the church, social doctrine of the church. What about the doctrine of Christ? And Marxist social critique at its core. Okay, we got something from the Mideast and Africa today from Newsmax. Hamas terrorists to receive October 7th martyr stipends. I knew this was coming. Here it is. They're going to pay these people that went in and raped and killed the Israelis a stipend. Okay. Since the October 7th Hamas massacre of Israeli communities near the Gaza Strip, the Palestinian Authority has added thousands of Palestinians to its list of people who qualify to receive terror stipends. And we are funding this when we fund the PA. And that guy up there in the White House went and started funding them again. We're paying for this. Uh, where is it here? Officials announced that 3,550 terrorists imprisoned in Israel will receive payouts as well as the families of 23,210 slain martyrs. The figure for the prisoners includes terrorists killed while carrying out attacks. The PLO Commission of Prisoners says the salaries 
Uh, it means that the Gaza terrorists are recognized officially and are going to receive salaries. This means that the PA sees all those killed by Israel as innocent victims. Even the terrorists are victims because the PA has said their attack was justified in response to Israel's occupation of seven decades, for example, since Israel's creation. In other words, Israel has no right to exist. Every person that kills a Jew and dies in the process is a victim, not a terrorist. Of the 3,550 terrorists slated to receive payouts, 661 are Hamas terrorists from Gaza. The remainder are Palestinians arrested almost daily in Israeli counter-terror operations around Judea and Samaria. According to Israeli figures, around 1,300 of the terrorism suspects arrested in counter-terror raids since October 7th are affiliated with Hamas. The nearly 67% rise in the number of prisoners will initially cost the PA an additional $1.3 million per month adding $16 million to the year's expenditure of $161 million on terror salaries. People that are just sitting in prisons or their families because their little martyr got exploded and they're getting money for it. $161 million. Israeli officials say the payouts encourage terrorism and Jerusalem regularly offsets an equivalent amount from the taxes that Israel collects on behalf of the PA. So they withhold that from the taxes of the PA, but the guy in the White House sends the money to him anyway. From the Times of Israel, watchdog finds UNRWA workers praised Hamas massacres in internal telegram channel. While it was going on, they were saying, go, go, go. This is uh, UN workers, people on the UN salary saying these things. An investigation by the UN Watch Monitor Group found that UN workers in Gaza used an internal telegram channel, which was meant to facilitate their work, to praise the Hamas massacres on October 7th. The probe found that many of the workers at the UNRWA explicitly praised the onslaught, in which some 3,000 terrorists crossed into Israel, killing some 1,200 people and taking 240 hostages, most of them civilians. This is the mother load of UNRWA teachers' incitement to jihadi terrorism. The Telegram channel showed UNRWA teachers celebrating the Hamas massacre shortly after it began, praising the perpetrators as heroes and glorifying the education the terrorists received. UN is giving them the education, and now they're praising what they have educated into the minds of those people and the killing of the Jews. He said channel members shared photos of dead or captured Israelis and urged the execution of hostages. The report provided examples, including UNRWA teacher Wasim Ullah, who shared a post of a suicide bomb vest wired with explosives with the caption, wait, sons of Judaism. So this is what we have been working against all these years when Trump was in office, and now we're right back funding these people again. From the Times of Israel. East Jerusalem girl, 14, arrested for plan to carry out a terror attack and die. So you can't trust anybody. If these people are walking in your society, you could have a little girl walking next to you that's going to explode, right? Officers first became suspicious when they found a pile of papers close to a Jewish home in the old city of Jerusalem. One page in particular caught their attention, and a closer look revealed that the author intended to become a martyr and was saying farewell to her family. She also expressed support for the Hamas terror group and signed her name. 
Officers, together with border police, used surveillance footage to track down and arrest the teenager. She was found to be carrying photos of Palestinian terrorists. During her interrogation, the suspect told officers she intended to carry out a terror attack. The investigation revealed that the suspect's father was killed last year while carrying out an attack in the West Bank that injured several members of the security forces, police said. The statement did not specify exactly when the attack occurred or the father's name. You know, one generation to the next, just going on down the line. JTN, internal government memo warns of enduring global terror threat from Iran. The unclassified memo highlights 21 disrupted terror plots on every continent, primarily targeting Jewish and Israeli interests and individuals, as well as Iranian regime dissidents. At least two disrupted plots were discovered in the U.S. against anti-regime dissidents. These operations underscore Iran's ability to build operational infrastructure worldwide, including in the United States. And with the open southern border, they're just coming in by the potload. The NCTC warned despite attacks being thwarted, Iran has not been deterred in its pursuit of operations against perceived threats abroad. Both of the incidents in the U.S. were Iranian attempts to target a regime dissident. Gateway Pundit. Brooklyn Public Elementary School accused of Jewish eraser omits Israel on classroom map, labels it Palestine. Right in Americans, public school. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia, from Aki Press. Mongolia included in the top 50 countries with highest e-sports earnings. Esports. I'd never even heard of esports. Does anybody know what esports are? Well, now you're going to find out. Well, actually, you're not. It doesn't really explain it in the article, but it's where you do sports online. It's gaming. Yeah. Now, listen to this. The earnings of Mongolian esports players has become one of the highest in the world. 286 Mongolian esports players won a total of $3,716,385 in 356 competitions. 68.11% of this sum. Or $2,531,146 was earned by PUBG mobile players. Sukbot Action Galt Salam is the highest earning Mongolia player. He earned $294,173 in PUBG mobile tournaments. Sitting in a desk playing a game and they got $294,000 last year. They what? Oh, PUBG. See, that shows you how much I know about this stuff. I didn't know it had a pronunciation. PUBG. That's why we keep busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she brings up, she brings up all of it. Well, you know, she's an athlete, so she should know these things. And, of course, I'm an athlete. I'm just, yeah, totally. you know. Real athlete. Yeah, real athlete. Okay, Daniel 12 Technology Today from Breitbart Media Company boasts about, now listen to this. Imagine this, because I bet you there's only one person in this whole room that doesn't have one of these, okay? Media company boasts about active listening technology to snoop on you through your phone. Every one of you, and they have this technology, and they're actually boasting that they are doing this, okay? Fast Company reports that Cox Media, maybe Mabel, do you have a iPhone or a, a handphone? We do between them. Between them, so you guys get half credit for this. All right. 
Fast Company reports that Cox Media Group claimed in a since-deleted post to have developed a technology that can listen to customers through embedded microphones in smartphones, smart TVs, and other devices. Now, your TV can monitor you. This is proven. You have to manually turn that off when you buy your TV. I didn't do it with mine, but all we do is watch something really quickly before going to uh, eat dinner or during dinner, and then I unplug the TV. We, I, I don't know how to turn the TV on and off, and the remote they give with it has 800 buttons. I don't know how to. So the only thing I do is I unplug the TV, and then when I want to watch it, I plug it back in, it comes on, and we watch it. That's it. That's all I know about it. So uh, I recommend that you uh, go to your TV, learn how to shut that off, because if not, they are monitoring you. They have that in those, and you have to disable that, or you are volunteering to allow that in your home. It's just the way it works. Okay, so um, they can listen to customers through these devices. The technology named Active Listening is designed to gather data about customers and serve them targeted ads. In a document written by CMG's VP of Digital Strategy, the company states, yes, our phones are listening to us. And CMG boasts of its technical capabilities to leverage this for business advantage. This claim contradicts the common consensus in the tech community, which generally denies such possibilities. Notably, Facebook had to publicly refute similar allegations previously. Active listening is claimed to be legal because customers supposedly consent to phone listening through the terms of service when purchasing a new phone. The technology purportedly creates customer profiles from what it hears, arguing that this benefits both customers and businesses by reducing irrelevant ads and targeting potential customers more effectively. CMG's approach involves creating consumer personas and using AI to tap into relevant conversations, combined with tracking pixels on business websites to track return on investment. They claim this tech is not just a future concept, but a current reality, allowing businesses to set specific territories for market expansion and receive real-time notifications when someone is in need of their service. However, the legitimacy and actual functionality of CMG's claims remains uncertain. Most smartphones have indicators to alert users when the microphones are being used, and CMG has not provided concrete evidence or additional details on their technology's operation. So, there you go. Take it for what you want, but there's no doubt they can monitor you through your phone, and some people are actually doing it. They claim that, and then they deleted the post because they realized they probably shouldn't have said that. Anyway... It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From Slay, Pfizer invests. Remember last week they got into the uh, cancer business? Listen to this. Pfizer invests billions in treatments for coming heart failure pandemic. The COVID mRNA vaccine maker is a big investment in treatment for heart failure as causes of myocarditis and sudden cardiac deaths skyrocket. And they don't know why it's happening. They just know that it's happening. The pharmaceutical giant recently acquired several companies. This includes a major $6.7 billion cash acquisition of Arena Pharmaceuticals, a firm specializing in developing treatments, especially for heart inflammation conditions like myocarditis and pericarditis. Pfizer is now predicted to make tens of billions of dollars in profits from the spike in heart failure. Although they don't know where it's coming from, they know that it's spiking, and so they're buying these companies to take care of the spikes, okay, as sales of its COVID vaccines have now dried up. Zero Hedge, 
the First Amendment brought to you by Pfizer. Their take on the First Amendment. Pfizer now claims the right of a corporate sovereign, arguing that states have no legitimate interest in regulating the company's commercial speech while demanding the power to censor Americans' news feeds. Pfizer embraces its merger with the state when convenient, arguing that it cannot be held liable for misleading the public on its COVID vaccine because the company, quote, acted pursuant to its contract with the U.S. government. The court documents insist that the PREP Act, invoked by President Trump's secretary of HHS, provides complete immunity for Pfizer's COVID products. While the PREP Act prevents citizens injured by the company's vaccines from recovering money damages in court, it does not nullify state laws concerning fraud. The company insists that the state of Texas has no legitimate interest in regulating Pfizer's truthful, non-misleading speech concerning the benefits of receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. Remember what precipitated this is about two months ago, I read an article that Texas, Paxton in Texas, is suing Pfizer because they lied to the public. And they say that you can't sue us. Even if we lied, you can't sue us. This is their argument. Further, the brief calls Paxton's suit an attempt to punish Pfizer for spreading truthful FDA-approved information educating the public concerning the COVID-19 vaccine. At no point, however, does Pfizer respond to Paxton's detailed allegations that the company's information was not truthful, but was instead a lucrative marketing campaign designed to deceive the public. The filing does not deny Paxton's detailed allegations that Pfizer coerced social media platforms to silence prominent truth tellers. They don't even address that issue. He put that in the suit against them. And they don't even address it. They say you can't sue us because of this. And they don't even bother with that, including a former FDA director and conspired to censor the vaccine's critics. Pfizer thus not only claims to work in tandem with the state, but it asserts a sovereign power unshackled from the restraints of constitutional law. The First Amendment allows its executives to usurp citizens' freedom of speech, but prevents prosecution of the company's lies. This is an attempt to close one of the few existing possible legal avenues to hold pharmaceutical companies accountable. No doubt that the Biden admin and all the kept federal agencies will agree with this. Well, that's where it stands right now. We don't know what it is, but those are quotes directly from Texas and Pfizer in this court battle going on right now. Morality is declining, as we just saw, from Arachiva, Justice Department to seek death penalty for Buffalo supermarket shooter. Now, that sounds great, but they never do this anymore. The U.S. government doesn't want death penalty for anybody except this one shooter. Why? Anybody? Seeks the death penalty for Peyton Gendron, who shot dead 10 black people. That's the only reason why. In May 2022. Gateway Pundit. U.S. kids may soon be banned from playing tackle football by the same state that encourages permanent pediatric gender procedures. LifeSite. New transgender Virginia Democrat senator picks Metallica album over the Bible for swearing in ceremony. Gateway Pundit. Maryland Medicaid will now cover same-sex change procedures and treatments, even voice lessons and hair removal. 
Maryland Medicaid. Mail online. CDC gives $540,000 in taxpayer money to transgender equity consulting firm founded by Argentinian former sex worker who proudly states she lived in the U.S. undocumented for 10 years. They're giving her $540,000 or hammer it uh, from Fox. More than half of the World Health Organization's Trans Health Committee have no medical background and are LGBTQ activists. Ah. 11 of the 21 panel members have little to no actual medical background, according to a report. And yet they're being appointed to the World Health Organization. Zero Hedge. Trans professor with be gay, do crimes, tattoo, appointed to the World Health Organization Tax Force. So that's one of the 11 there. Got some other news here for you. Breitbart. Army staff is baffled. They're baffled by sharp decline in white recruits in the last five years. They're completely baffled by it. The Army's recruiting of white soldiers in 2023 had dropped by almost a half in the last five years. That decline has coincided with a push by the service to increase recruitment of a more diverse population, like a drag queen to promote the Navy. The decline of white recruits has also coincided with the Army missing its target of 65,000 recruits in 2023 by 10,000. Some Army officials appeared to blame Republicans and conservative media for calling out wokeness in the military. So it's our fault that they're doing this and the military isn't getting people because we called it out, as well as obesity and the public education system. The article recalled the Army's campaign to recruit Gen Z, which featured a soldier with two mothers, as well as other minority populations that attracted flack from Republicans. There's a level of prestige in parts of conservative America with service that has degraded. You think (laughs) now you can say you don't want to join for whatever reason or badmouth the service without any cultural guilt associated for the first time in those areas. However, it's said the drop in white recruitment has baffled army staff and isn't easily explained by any one particular factor. (laughs) From the post-millennial. Democrat-run Maine Town approves nearly $3.5 million to build luxury apartments for migrants, cover their rent for two years. They're not doing it for their citizens. They're doing it for people that aren't even citizens. Brunswick, Maine is greenlighting millions of dollars to be spent on luxury apartments for illegal immigrants and other immigrants. This new budget from the Maine State Housing Authority allocates almost $3.5 million to cover the rents of 60 migrant families in five buildings in Brunswick for two years. Around 582,000 Americans were homeless in 2022, according to estimates from HUD. The state is additionally spending $100,000 of taxpayer money to assist dozens of Brunswick migrants in processing their applications for asylum, as well as secure the ability to work. An asylum seeker from Nigeria said that her next luxury apartment feels like a palace compared to her old spots. This comes less than two weeks after a new report claimed that Mexico's government demanded that Biden grant amnesty to at least 10 million illegal immigrants in order to receive any kind of help or cooperation during the border crisis. Trump said, if you don't stop these people coming in, we are going to cut off your funding. And they stopped. And now they're threatening us. From Fox. 
Peruvian doll-like figures are not aliens, forensic experts say. Did you all see that? The little things they said, these are aliens. And it was like, who would even, who would even consider this? I mean, the level of thinking among some people is just gone. Anyway, the forensic experts with Peru's prosecutor's office said the objects were made with paper, glue, metal, and human and animal bones. They made these little dolls and said these came from outer space. And everybody was, it was on newspapers all over the place. All right, whatever. U.S. News. Ban on guns in post offices. Anybody read this article? <laughs> this is great. Is unconstitutional. U.S. judge rules. Post offices. And listen to the logic. I love this. U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell, an appointee of President Trump in Tampa, I'd like to go up and shake her hand, reached that conclusion in dismissing part of an indictment charging a postal worker with illegally possessing a gun in a federal facility. Mizell said that charge violated Emmanuel Ayala's right to keep and bear arms under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment, saying a blanket restriction on firearms possession in post offices is incongruent with the American tradition of firearms regulation. Mizell said that while post offices have existed since the nation's founding, federal law did not bar guns in government buildings until 1964 and post offices until 1972. No historical practice dating back to the 1700s justified the ban, she said. Mizell said allowing the federal government to restrict visitors from bringing guns into government facilities as a condition of admittance would allow it to abridge the right to bear arms by regulating it into practical non-existence. I love that. Now, I don't know where that's going to go, but that is the law right now. You know, I've always been worried. I'm carrying something, and I get to the post office, and I have to say, gee, do I have something in my pocket? Should I put this under the seat or whatever, lock it up or whatever you're supposed to do with it? You know, usually I just pull away and say, I'll come back later. But now you don't have to worry about that because somebody used common sense. Mail online. Here it is. You know, this is really cool, and um, there is precedent for it, but it's been a long time since it happened. I can see all the, uh, you know, the crazy people saying it's the end of the world and all that, but it's just, to me, this kind of thing is so cool. Uh, two cicada cycles will emerge together in Tennessee for the first time since Jefferson was president in 1803 and could cause millions in damages. Experts have predicted there will be one million cicadas per acre. They are also expected to damage trees beyond recovery. Absolutely crazy. That's two cycles at one time in Tennessee coming very soon to a cycle near you. Now, I will tell you, when I traveled around America in 2010, all right, I went to all 50 capitals and I preached at all 50 capitals. And I was, I think it was in West Virginia, it was somewhere in that area. And I'd never heard these. You know, we've got the grasshoppers here and they're very beautiful. But at night, I was listening to these. I'd never heard anything like it. It was so astonishing. I couldn't sleep all night. These things, they were, it was like an orchestra going all over the place. And I got up the next morning and I walked up to a guy that was in the thing right next to me. And I said, what was that noise last night? That was so beautiful. He said, what noise? I said, it was everywhere and it went all night. Yeah, they just, they shut it out completely. I could not believe it. I was so excited listening to that sound, singing here, over here, over here. It was, they had it all tuned. It was 
The Lord puts music into his creation, if you're willing to listen. It was outstanding. Okay, New York Post. Canadian police warned that posting videos of alleged package thieves could be a violation of their privacy. <laughs> Somebody comes to your house and steals, and you have a camera pointing at him, and you get him? If you post that, you can go to jail. I've got a better word than that, but I won't say it. From Zero Hedge, the Democrat to English Dictionary, the 2024 edition. Now, I've only picked a few highlights. I did not pick them all, okay? We'd be here for quite a while, but this is the new Democrat to English Dictionary. Ableism, the unfounded bigoted belief that people who are capable of doing a certain job should be hired over those who are not. Baby, non-viable tissue mass. Christian, this is made up. This isn't real, but this is what somebody has said because this is he's following the trend of the past year and saying this has all been presented by them. So he is giving them the definition that they have given in reality. Okay, so uh, Christian, a radical religionist characterized by intolerance and a fanciful belief in sky daddy, <laughs> democracy, any political system, no matter how authoritarian, that allows Democrats to attain and retain power. Evil. Good. Far-right extremists. One, anyone to the right of Mao Zedong. Two, traditional Christian. Three, anyone who loves America. Hamas, a misunderstood group that is well-intentioned but sadly abused by Jews. Jew. Nazi. Law a system of rules which regulate the actions of anyone opposed to Democrats does not apply to Democrats. Merit, a pernicious word reflecting the belief that some thoughts and actions are somehow better than others and that therefore some accomplishments and even people are more worthy of respect than others. Ours, as in what is yours is ours. ours. <laughs> Republican, evildoer. Sanctuary City, a place where callous Republicans send undocumented immigrants for no valid reason. That's exactly what's going on. The guy just put a title to it. That is exactly their attitude in this world today. Evil? Good. Who said it? It doesn't matter how smart you are unless you stop and think. No, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Darker skin. One of my favorite talk people. I've said him just recently. Thomas Sowell, thank you. He is uh, nothing. You win nothing. He is such a smart guy. If you ever get a chance, he comes up with five-minute blips on YouTube. Just type in Thomas Sowell and listen to any five minutes that he comes up with. It's actually parts of his book that he wrote. And he talks with another guy. And he is such a clear-thinking human being. And he is so torn apart by the left because he's conservative. Anybody else that thought that way, you know, you're all stupid, including him. But you can be black and get away with anything else in this country. And that's the sad part about what the left is promoting is total division of, of society. Okay, I got a double Lesrick here for you. One from Les, one from Kathy. Democrats want to rewrite the word. They have gone from sublime to absurd. Webster turns in his grave as they seek to enslave so that logic and wisdom are blurred. 
the liberals are fully askew. Their words are completely untrue. They think they can try to define and will buy. When we don't, that's what makes them feel blue with a capital B. Very good. Uh, Blue, blue party, okay? All right, let's see here. Something encouraging for you guys today. Um, Something encouraging. Um, If you want to be encouraged, you know, it's a miserable world, but if you want to be encouraged, uh, I'm looking right now at one person, two people. We got how many others? Uh, Three, four. Uh, Got at least four of us in here today. Am I missing anybody? Um, They go out to the projects every Saturday. You want to be encouraged? Go there. You're going to see poverty. You're going to see miserable people. You're going to see people that have no hope in the world. And you're going to go home and you're going to say, man, do I have it good. I'm telling you what the U.S. government has done to the people in the projects is absolutely criminal. And we go down there and we have, what's that? The projects is where they send people and give them money. Newtown. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. It's, if you don't know what the projects are, t- type it in your search bar and look at it. We're down there every, every single Saturday for 18 years. We have never, not one Saturday in 18 years, missed going there. Individually, we have, but as a group, we have never missed. And we see the same people again and again and again. Four generations in a single house, and the oldest is grandma at 54 years old. I've seen it. People that have never had a job in their life, and after seven or eight years of talking to them every Saturday, they finally give up drugs, they get their first job of their life at 36, 38 years old. And we've been doing this now all this time, and it's not easy. If you start doing this, if you start at Adopt-A-Block, it's going to take you a long, long time to establish relations. I'm going to tell you why, because there's no trust at all. People go down there and they want to do a good job and they want to say, oh, you know, I get my points in heaven. So they go down one week and they never show up again. And those people have seen through this for 55, 60 years. It takes consistency. It takes going down there and actually caring about those people because the government does not. If they get a job, they don't have enough money to get a new place outside the projects, but the projects will not let them stay because they're making too much to be in the projects. Right. So they are in catch-22. They can never leave. They are enslaved by the U.S. government. You want to see modern slavery? Go down to any projects in the United States of America. That is modern slavery. And they don't even know that they're in chains. And we go down there and try our best to get them out. But you will leave there. You may be depressed once in a while because you think you're not getting anywhere. But then something will come about and you'll say, this is actually helping. And it may take you two, three years. But when you finally see what's going on, you will be encouraged. Plus, you'll be encouraged every week when you go back home and you have a hot shower and a clean house. And you say, I can't believe the difference from where I just was. So do something like that. Do something profitable with yourself. You know, I'm not into rapture predictions and all that crazy stuff. There's no point in that. You're not doing anything to help anybody. You're just sitting here confusing yourself and the people around you. You spend your time doing something productive and you will be a happy soul. But above all, do it because you love Jesus Christ. That is what I would recommend. Um, Got a couple ironies and we'll be done. First, from Forbes. Russia announced it had deployed to Ukraine its best new artillery detecting radar. Hours later, the Ukrainians blew it up with artillery. (laughs) They saw it coming. coming. Okay, and from Newsmax, Trump speech in frigid Iowa interrupted by global warming activists. (laughs) 
Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.